Welcome to the RCF Podcast. I'm here today with Alice, and we are talking about legalism. What is it? How do we identify it? And how can we not fall into its destructive trap? Right. Let's start by defining legalism. That's always helpful. The dictionary actually defines it as excessive adherence to law or formula. But it also has a theological definition that describes it as dependence on moral law rather than on personal religious faith. And I think that's really what's most helpful for us in terms of what we're going to discuss today. Because I think when people say excessive adherence to law or formula, it can almost be taken as if you could be too concerned about what God says in his word, or you could be too excessive in obeying God but there's no such thing. So I think the better definition based on what we see in scripture is that legalism is the dependence on following the law for the basis of our acceptance by God. In other words, it's the belief that obeying the law leads to your salvation. Or, as we'll see from scripture, it can also be the addition of requirements to the law that God hasn't actually given. I agree, and this is certainly supported by the scriptures. Our salvation is because of faith, not because of good works. So we've defined legalism, but in order to better understand why this is an issue, let's talk about what legalism is not. Yeah, this is one reason why I wanted to do this episode, is because many times I think we have this misunderstanding of what legalism is, and we're really quick to call someone legalistic or you're a legalist. And it's often thrown out there because someone is simply calling you to obey the scriptures. And that's not what legalism is. It's not mere obedience to the law of God, right? Right, because scripture calls us to obedience a lot. So clearly we know that obedience in and of itself can't be legalism because of what scripture says. There's this idea out there that if you aim to keep God's commandments, that is legalism. Again, that's the idea of being excessive, that you're being too good. Our friend Randall, who has actually been on the podcast before, he wrote a blog post a while back, and he was critiquing Tim Keller's book, Prodigal God. And one of the things that I found interesting was how he pointed out that Keller calls out the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son, And he calls out that elder brother for rule-keeping, as if that were his issue, that he kept all of God's law. But God never condemns us for keeping the commandments. Rather, it's the fact that we can't keep the commandments. That's why we're condemned. Obedience in and of itself is not legalism. It can become legalistic if our motive is wrong. And that would mean that it isn't actually obedience to God. And I would also say that discipline is not legalism. There's a lot of scripture that talks about discipline. For example, disciplining yourself for the purpose of godliness. Yeah, that's 1 Timothy 4.7. So it's really, really helpful to know what legalism is. That term gets thrown around a lot, but a lot of times it's misused. People don't have a clear understanding of what legalism truly is, what obedience truly is, and what discipline truly is. And I think people tend to confuse all three of those. So why would spiritual disciplines not be legalistic? Well, that's a good question. It really comes down to your motive. If you're being disciplined to read your Bible every day in order to get to know God better, to grow in the knowledge of him, that's not legalism. 
However, you can use spiritual disciplines thinking that you're gaining approval with God, that you're gaining righteousness that can only be provided through faith in Christ. And so we can misuse good and helpful spiritual disciplines with the wrong motive or the wrong end goal in view, and that is legalism. If we're saying you have to read your Bible more in order to be seen as righteous by God, that would be legalism. But if we're saying, as you're saying, that we should read our Bible more in order to get to know God better, that's two different things. And I think sometimes people use spiritual disciplines as an end in and of themselves. They think, well, I just need to do these things like pray or read my Bible and so on. But you can do all of those things and not be in right relationship with God. Correct. So where do we find legalism in Scripture? Well, there are several different passages that come to mind. And the first one that comes to my mind is Galatians. The entire book of Galatians basically is arguing against the heresy of legalism. And that's in terms of legalism pertaining to salvation. One of the aspects of legalism is trying to attain salvation through keeping the law. And so that was what was happening in the book of Galatians. You had the Judaizers saying, sure, you can follow Christ, you can have faith in him, all of those kinds of things, but you also need to be circumcised. You also need to keep the Old Testament Jewish laws. And so Paul addresses that right off the bat in Galatians chapter 1, and he shows how serious legalism is. Because in chapter 1, verse 6, he says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So this is incredibly important that Paul calls legalism a different gospel, adding to the faith. The entire book of Galatians deals with that very topic. Another thing that comes to my mind is the Pharisees. I mean, they were masters at legalism. One particular passage is Mark 7, where the Pharisees see Jesus and his disciples eating without washing their hands. And of course, that upsets the Pharisees because they have all kinds of laws about how you ceremonially wash your hands before you eat. This had nothing to do with germs. It had everything to do with thinking that certain things would defile a person before God. And so they wanted to really, really make sure that they didn't defile themselves. So they had all of these very stringent practices of how to cleanse themselves so as to avoid any possibility of defilement. And Jesus' response to them is quoting from Isaiah. He says, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. I think that's really helpful because he's pointing out the difference between the inward heart and the outward actions. So their outward actions were all following these man-made laws, but their heart doesn't even know God. So the misuse in Galatians was adding law to faith for righteousness. And the misuse in Mark chapter 7 is adding our own traditions and our own rules and counting that as you need these things in order to be right with God. Those are two errors that we can make, and both of them would be considered legalism. So what's the difference between legalism and obedience? That's an excellent question. In Scripture, we see a lot of times, especially in the Gospels, where loving God is shown by obedience to God. So the first one that pops into my mind is John 3.36, which says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. There he's showing that your belief will show itself by your obedience. 
John chapter 14 is another chapter that talks about this. Verse 15 says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And verse 21 says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. So was Jesus legalistic? Absolutely not. God is showing us that our love for him and our faith is going to show itself by our obedience. Yeah. And I mean, we see that over and over again in Scripture. You can even go to the Gospel of Luke, where in chapter 6, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Legalism is not doing what Christ tells us to do. We need to make that really clear, that it's not obeying God that's the problem. It's rather depending on that obedience for our salvation. Right. In Luke eleven twenty eight, Jesus said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So there is an importance placed in Scripture on keeping the word of God, keeping God's commandments. 1 John 3, verse 24 is another example. One big misperception out there is that Jesus always went after the religious people, the ones who were obeying the rules. But he didn't go after them for keeping the law. Rather, it was their hypocrisy. They weren't keeping the law. And it was for their legalism, adding to the law. That's why he went after them. So this idea of being too godly in terms of keeping his commandments, that's not something that we see in Scripture. In fact, the end of Romans chapter 3, Paul says, after explaining the gospel, he says, Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. So we are expected as Christians to live holy lives according to the commandments of God. The obedience is an outflow of the faith that we already have, as opposed to obedience in order to gain favor or in order to be made right with God. Our obedience doesn't make us right with God. Our obedience shows that we already have been made right with God. Obedience is the fruit of the tree where the root of that tree is faith in God. Ed Welch says this, he said, The motive of legalism is our human pride. The goal is personal righteousness, self-vindication, or self-worth. So that's really helpful to get to the bottom of the issue and see that the motive of legalism is our pride. That is, it's all about ourself. Legalism is self-centered. If we are being legalistic, we are focused on our personal righteousness being seen in the right way. Maybe even in terms of, as Ed Welch says, self-worth. That my value is in how well I am able to obey the law. And that's not what Christ says. That's not where God says our value is. It is simply in the value he has placed on us, not in what we can or cannot do well. And as we see through all of Scripture, we're not able to keep the law. So if legalism is self-centered, I think we see that the answer then is being God-centered. That that's what can help us with those legalistic tendencies. Because we have to admit, all of us have legalistic tendencies. I mean, it plays out today in so many different ways. I think of one example in terms of purity. And this was seen back in the 90s when you and I grew up. You see it in the purity movement, which basically said as long as you did the external things or didn't do the external things, you obeyed the law. You didn't sleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You didn't go too far. You didn't do all of those things. And then you assumed, I'm okay with God. I haven't crossed that line. Well, here's the problem. Jesus comes along in the Sermon on the Mount 
in Matthew chapter 5 and says, whoever even looks lustfully at a woman is guilty of adultery. And so he takes it even further than the commandment. So it's not just that outward action that's the problem, but it starts in your heart. And Jesus was trying to show the Pharisees that they were being legalistic in terms of obeying the commandments externally, but yet they were hypocritical because on the inside they were rotten. And in Luke 11, he said to them, You Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you were full of greed and wickedness. So this is what we all tend to do. For example, in terms of the purity stuff, we can think that externally we're not doing the bad things and therefore we're right with God. Whereas what God tells us is that's not what counts for our righteousness. So basically, legalism is focused entirely on the outward behavior, like behavior modification, as opposed to heart transformation, correct? Yeah. Obeying the law is never going to change your heart. It can't change your heart. Yeah, and another way that we see legalism being played out today, I would say in terms of adding to the law or making man-made laws, we saw this especially a couple of years ago, but it still plays out today in terms of social justice. And many people would say, you aren't being an activist, and so therefore you must not be a true Christian. I mean, people were actually saying this kind of stuff like, hey, if you're a true Christian, you're going to be an activist in this way. You're going to post this on Instagram or you're going to march or whatever. And we need to be really careful of that because we start adding man-made laws to God's law. And what we need to understand is this is legalism. And the problem with mere outward behavior modification is that you can be doing all the right things externally or refraining from doing all the wrong things and yet still not be pleasing to God because your heart is far from him. You don't truly know God, as you mentioned in Luke 11, about their hearts are far from God. Their inside is rotten. I like this quote from R.C. Sproul. He says, the legalist isolates the law from the God who gave the law. And so God has always intended for us to be in relationship with him. And that is the basis of our faith, not keeping his commandments. Legalism can even distort our view of God. Uh, One writer said that legalism lacks the supreme sense of worship. It obeys, but it does not adore. And so, like you said, it isolates the law from the God who gave the law. And therefore, it lacks worship. So when we separate the law from God and we're just doing the things to be doing them, thinking that we're righteous, then that doesn't stir us up to worship. And this is where obedience comes in. When Jesus tells us, hey, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. We should do the things, do the commandments out of love for Christ, not to gain something. There's another good quote from Ed Welch here that says, Legalism downplays God's grace. It exalts the desires of the flesh for self-righteous performance, perfectionism, self-atonement, and judgmentalism. I think that's really important to just understand that when we're being legalistic, as all of us are prone to do, all that it's doing is actually sinful because it's stirring up the desires of the flesh to attain something in our own power, which is not honoring to God. It's not loving God. It's not obedience. It's actually sinful. So I think, again, the answer to this is recognize the self-centeredness, the pride aspect of legalism, and run to Christ. Look to Christ. That is the answer. 
And I would say, recognize that all of us have legalistic tendencies, that we are all prone to legalism in some form or fashion. I gave you the example of the purity movement, and that would have been what most people would have said, the extreme conservatives that did that. Well, when you talk about social justice, that's the folks on the left. So you have both sides, and we see that everyone is prone to legalism. And so we need to recognize our need to look to God, to trust in Him. It's by grace, through faith alone, that we are saved, not of works, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2. So nothing that we can do, no legalistic following of rules, will make us right with God. Understand that legalism is a different gospel, as Paul says in Galatians 1. But by focusing on God, looking to Him, it prevents us from adding things to the law. We start to recognize this the more that we're in God's Word, the more that we get to know God through His Word, the less we're going to be following other man-made commandments. But we'll also even recognize how we're trying to create our own rules, our own man-made commandments. We'll recognize that in our life better. And I think I think when we keep our eyes focused on Him and we go to Scripture, we start to realize, here are some ways that maybe I've added to the gospel. And Scripture is meant to bring that correction, that we see it for what it is, and our hearts are convicted, and we get back on track. Right. Hopefully, we've helped you to at least begin thinking about how you might be tempted toward legalism. But also, I hope that you understand the value of defining terms. If someone calls you legalistic, which I've been called in the past, if, if someone accuses you of that, ask them, how have I added to the gospel? And how have I said that you can make yourself acceptable to God by your works? If they can't answer that and they can only accuse you of pointing them to scripture, then recognize that they are likely just feeling convicted when you try to address an area of sin in their life. That's not legalism. That's being a Christian friend. And that's the kind of friend we all need in our lives. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to the RCF podcast. If you have additional questions, you can always email us, podcast at roadiefellowship.com. And if you'd like more information on Rody Christian Fellowship, visit us at roadiefellowship.com or on Instagram at roadiefellowship.